Thanks for tuning in to House Things, a podcast and radio show from the David A. Howe Public Library, recorded right here in Wellsville, New York. I'm Nick Gunning. My special guest today is the valedictorian of the 2021 Wellsville class. She's been a longtime library assistant here and is the queen of snark. So Alexa Hill, welcome. <laughs> Hi, thanks for having me. What did you think of that title? I, I wear it with pride. I think you've earned it, if we're being honest. I, I do think you have. When did you start at the library? It was your freshman year, wasn't it? It was March of see 2018 so yeah March of my freshman year a long time have you liked the job yeah I I well (laughs) most of it oh wow okay all right yeah shout out to Eric for making the first year and a half two years um more interesting more more of a challenge okay all right yeah he's he's problematic I agree well, speaking of Eric, uh, this is going to be the first time we do a Lonely Hearts book club without him. Do you feel up to sitting in for him? Yeah, I think I can fill those shoes. You think you can handle it? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll give it our best shot then. All right. Uh, let's start with the bookmark segment. Have you read anything interesting lately? Uh, I have. A couple of weeks ago, there was a mystery novel that caught my eye. And of course, it was Love at First Sight with a book that had 20 people in line sure. in front of me. That's on the, the way it goes, yeah. Right. So it is a book called The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Oh, okay. uh, And it has an amazing twist at the end of it, oh. a lot of suspense. Okay. You know, there's a big storm in it, kind of Macbeth and, oh, and, and okay. feeling. You know, it really caught my eye because, like, I love a good thriller i love a good whodunit type big plot twist is that your go-to genre like mystery thriller personally yeah i i like a lot of classics like i like a lot of agatha christie um you know that kind of whodunit and even movies too but it was you know kind of a marriage with like i like a lot of the new new fiction Mm -hmm. so uh, it just really felt like something i'd be into sure now you mostly have been shelving and working in the ya section did you read a lot of ya books or was that not your jam not really my jam like okay. i i used to read a lot more ya like you know the percy jackson and oh, the harry sure. potter yeah. and uh-huh. you know books like that but i haven't really picked those up since like middle school so the olden days yep okay. <laughs> i read a lot of classics okay uh, I read a few things interesting lately. I, I read one called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. This is a it's a nonfiction. Uh, it's a series of essays about this woman go, just going through sort of a major transition in her life, uh, and it's you know it's it's funny, it's informative, it's it's just it's cleverly written. It's been a bestseller for quite a while in the nonfiction section, and it seems well deserving of that. So I checked it out mostly because it was popular, and I just didn't know anything about it, and I like to stay up to date. So sure. I've, I've been enjoying that one. I read one called The Autobiography of Catherine Janeway, which is a sci-fi novel by Una McCormick. Uh, really good. It's, it's a fictional character, but it's written you know, as an autobiography would be written. So all the tropes mm-hmm. of that. It, <laughs> I was more impressed with how well the author was able to nail the style of an autobiography. I think I appreciated that more than I actually liked the story, but it was just kind of an interesting thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, finishing up one called Exile Music, which is a historical fiction set in World War II, and starting one called The Silent Weapons by David Mack. Have you been watching anything? 
have I been watching? Yeah, movies, shows. Movie shows. Yeah, so talking about a plot twist, I would strongly recommend a movie called Knives Out. Oh, sure. For anybody, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, the top tier of plot twists. Yeah, yep. and very, very much uh, an Agatha Christie style yeah, story, Yeah, right, too. and it has Chris Evans. It so. does, yeah. Yep. Captain America himself. I think, now Netflix is making some sequels to that, I heard. Yeah, I think there's supposed to be like a two, three, and four. Maybe even I four, so. so I'm looking forward to that. Once I got over Daniel Craig's accent in that movie, <laughs> I, kind of, <laughs> I mm-hmm. enjoyed the ride. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, what kind of shows do you like? Um, I like I like a lot of sitcoms. Yeah. Um, there is a really interesting series on Netflix mm-hmm. called Explained, where they do lot no. they cover lots of different topics and things, and each episode is dedicated to it. A subject like there's one about the history of diamonds, one oh. about like. Um, the wage gap between the sexes. Sure. <laughs> uh, there's one about COVID. So okay. it just kind of covers everything. And I really like that it. it's a very engaging and thorough show. Well, that so. sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. I You said sitcoms. It made me think of one we've been watching called Never Have I Ever, which okay. is a Mindy Kaling. It's also a Netflix thing, but cracks me up. So good. So clever. So that's, that's what we've been watching for the most part right now. Of course, we saw Black Widow, which we talked about in the last episode. Are you into those? Like Marvel? No? Not your Unfortunately, no. I don't fill those shoes of Eric. (laughs) Well, yeah. But we have 300 episodes of him talking about Marvel, so I think we'll be all right. Right. That's fine. All right. uh, Let's move into some book news. Look into the future to see what it proves. It's time for book news. See, I didn't think you were going to be a YA fan, so I'm going to look at the combined print and ebook fiction for the week of August 1st. So here's what's topping the charts right now. Number 10, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. A movie icon recounts stories of her loves and career to a struggling magazine writer. This is three weeks on the list. Um, I haven't read this one. I read her book, Daisy Jones and the Six, which I've talked about a ton. And it sounds like kind of a similar premise. Daisy Jones and the Six is written like an As Told To biography. It's like a series of interviews about a fictional band. And it sounds like this is kind of a similar vibe. So I might pick this up. Yeah, I keep seeing that recommended to me. And I've only heard good things about it. All right. Uh, Number nine, 33 weeks on the list, The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. This is one that I feel like I should read. You know, because it's geared towards libraries, but I haven't sure. yet. Uh, Nora Seed finds a library beyond the edge of the universe that contains books with multiple possibilities of the lives one could have lived. It always sounds a little schmaltzy to me. Yeah, like maybe maybe a little too too yeah, much. Yeah, maybe. Oh, look at this. Another Taylor Jenkins read coming in at number eight, seven weeks on the list. This is her newest novel. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo was a few years back. Um, but this is her brand new novel, Malibu Rising. An epic party has serious outcome for four famous siblings. Not a lot of information to go on there. No. I know a relative of mine is reading this right now, but oh, okay. I'm not sure what she thinks of no, it no. yet. No hot takes. All right. Number seven, A Time for Mercy by John Grisham. 18 weeks on the list. Third book in the Jake Brigant series. A 16-year-old is accused of killing a deputy in Clanton, Mississippi in 1990. I have read this. I'm a big John Grisham fan. Yeah. I'm always surprised by John Grisham because it seems like at some point you've got to run out of murders. I would, I would You've got so. to run out of yeah. small towns for murders. I would happen. agree. Yeah. And this one is interesting because it's a, it's the third part of, I mean, it wasn't intended to be a trilogy, but it's, it's the second sequel to his very first book that's like decades old at this point. So interesting to go back. And it's set, you know, in 1990, which is when the other books came out. So it's sort of retroactively now this series is historical fiction, I guess. 
Number six, 139 weeks on the list, completely unescapable, Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Have you read this one? No, but I feel like I saw book club signups for this yes. like two years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was the thing where we wanted to do it for a book club, but we had to wait like a year or so because there were a hundred holds on it. You know, you just couldn't get it. Uh, And this has remained a bestseller all this time. In a quiet town in North Carolina, a young woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect. Not a good, not a good description of that book, but it is, it's interesting. I don't know. I've complained about this book a lot, but my Mm -hmm. hot take was that like, it's very readable, but it's not a particularly well-written book. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of popcorn-y in a way. Number five with two weeks on the list, The Paper Palace by Miranda Cowley Heller after an extramarital dalliance. Ooh, so fancy. Elle must choose between her husband and her childhood love. This is another Reese Witherspoon book club pick. I love Reese Witherspoon. Do you? Yeah, I do. I just watched Legally Blonde like two days ago. Wow. It's a It's a big inspiration for okay. me. So. All right. And that caption for it. Yeah. I mean, I love a good plot twist and a good mystery, yeah. but I also love a good who is she, like Sophie's choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Twilight. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. So where does your love of Reese Witherspoon begin? Is it Legally Blonde? Um, Probably. Probably. Okay. Yep. That's a, that's a good choice. They're doing a third, aren't they? I don't I know. I hope I hope that. not. I, I keep hearing that they are, but you hope not? Yeah, I hope not. Just like, leave it, it as just, is. Yeah, leave it as is. Okay. Every time a new sequel gets added to like really any any movie series like that where it was just meant to be the first, yeah. it just kind of goes Takes downhill. Away from it. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's usually true. Uh, number four, 10 weeks on the list. People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Opposites Poppy and Alex meet to vacation together one more time in hopes of saving their relationship. Any appeal? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. This sounds like a simple read on the beach or on it, vacation. It does. Like well, yeah, it's, it's a book you read on vacation. It is. I agree. Okay. Number three, new this week. So breaking news. It's better this way by Debbie McCumber. Julia Jones begins a new life after discovering her husband's infidelity almost six years ago. Number two, 11 weeks on the list. The last thing he told me by Laura Dave. Hannah Hall discovers truths about her missing husband and bonds with his daughter from a previous relationship. Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> She's a kingmaker at this point, I guess. Yep. She just decides what popular fiction will be, and so it is. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, new this week, The Cellist by Daniel Silva. The 21st book in the Gabriel Allen series, a private intelligence service plans an act of violence that will aid Russia and divide America. How are you on political intrigue books? Me? I... I live it enough. I don't need to read it too. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really sound like escapist fiction there. So yeah, that's uh, that's fair. So which of these books, if you were going to pick one of these to read, which one do you think it would be? I think Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is already on my TBR. Okay. <laughs> so hit with the lingo. Okay. That's a good choice. Um, I don't know. I don't know for me. I keep seeing this, the last thing he told me, that keeps popping up on lists, or I keep seeing it come back, and I think, like, oh, I want to read that. But uh, I'm maybe a sucker for that kind of cover, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know, with the with the real wispy script. The script, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and the seascape background. I don't yeah. know. It's calling to me, so that might be the one. All right. Are you ready to explore a treasure from the stacks? Absolutely. All right. Lonely. If you're new to the game here, what we do for the Lonely Hearts Book Club is I run a report and I find a book that's never circulated, or at least it hasn't circulated since the library digitized in 2000. So we know at least 21 years this book has got no action. 
So typically what Eric and I would do would, would kind of alternate between uh, adult fiction or YA. And we would go through the book, look at the cover, look at the synopsis, look at everything about it and decide, are people missing a real gem here? Or did they look at it and make the correct call? So I got one today that I was shocked to find. And I feel like it's, it's very appropriate. So Alexa, here is our book for today. Ginny Williams, Library Assistant, <laughs> A Career Romance for Young Moderns. So right away. I, yeah, how have I never checked me, this out? <laughs> I know, right? Give me your hot take on this cover. What do you think? Mm, I, I don't know. She, uh, she looks like she's busy. She, she, must, she must be doing things other than being yeah, a library assistant. Because she's got quite a stack of books in front of this, her. So we've got like sort of a, a, a blue background, primarily a black and white image of Ginny Williams, though her dress is a bright red. What do you think fashion-wise? How do you? Me? I love a good bright red. Do I you? have, yeah, a pair of statement okay. red boots. Mm-hmm. So that's totally me. Mm-hmm. Is this, I don't know if this is a charm bracelet or library keys. I can't tell. She's got quite a hair flip going, you know? Yeah, I like it. Do you think you could pull this look off? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, I don't want to assume. So, yes, we have Ginny Williams. She looks like she's having the time of her life at the library. Uh, you can see books on Sweden and Norway and Denmark in the background. So she's in the nonfiction section. Yeah, she must like. be in um, the, the 800s, 900s of the juvenile stacks. Wow, good. Good pull. So now this looks like kind of a fun retro cover. Like, I feel like I could buy this on a magnet in any pharmacy. Sure. You know what I mean? So I feel like this this style has come back a little bit. Let's see when it was originally published. Oh, original cover price, $2.95. Not bad for mm-hmm. a hardcover. Uh, original publication date, 1962. That's funny because this seems like a much more 1950s image. I don't know how hip this would have been in 1962. Maybe that's why it didn't get checked out. Could be. Could be. It's probably been here since 1962. Now, judging by the pages, I would guess that this probably did check out prior to the year 2000 wouldn't you say it has the signature sharpie on the top (laughs) yes it does and it's not as tight like a a book that's never checked out before it's like you have to wrench it open this one opens freely so i think probably in the 60s and 70s this got some play but not for a couple of decades okay so the back oh wow it's a whole series career romances for young moderns do you consider yourself a young modern i mean i did say tbr you did that's true (laughs) That's true. Uh, any of these titles on the back stand out to you? Ooh, introducing Patty Lewis, home economist. <laughs> Is that code for does the home budget? I think probably. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so many. Every one of these just sounds great. Ooh, lady architect. One is just called lady architect. <laughs> she, does, she doesn't even have a name. Ooh, what about this one? <laughs> the vet is a girl. Yeah. As if that's like... Whoa, yeah, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how in parentheses they had to put veterinarian. It's about a veterinarian, in case you mm-hmm. thought this was about like a Korean War vet. No, yeah. she's a veterinarian. Tours by Terry, also another good one. I don't know, Alexa, you might need to get some of these uh, while you're in between classes. You know uh, I mean? Yeah, this has this has some pretty good messages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. Women, sure. women in the workplace. I don't know. Sure I, I can get all, on board with this. They're probably all empowered. They probably don't rely on some husband named. I don't skip. know. It is called career romances. So You're right. You're right. maybe. Okay. Would you do the honors and, and read the synopsis? It's long. Sure. Give it your all. When Jenny Williams began working as a page in the Ranford Public Library, mm-hmm. she planned to make library work her career. However, since college was out of the question, she majored in commercial subjects telling herself being a secretary was also rewarding. Mm. Then, after graduation, she was offered the job of junior assistant at the library. 
This would not give her professional status, but once she learned the complex library procedures, <laughs> she would be a qualified library assistant. For a girl who loved working with books and people, the situation was ideal. Sounds like it. There was much to learn, and it was serious. Responsible work. Do you find that it's a very serious here, a very serious environment? I don't take it very seriously. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, I kid. Okay. It, All right. Ginny loved every minute of it, even the evening hours and occasional Saturdays. Mm. But Joe Grant, who was in love with her, resented the inroads on her time. Really? And the job itself, which was making her too intellectual, he said, Uh-oh. for an ambitious mechanic. Joe. Oxymoron. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> confused Queen and so- confused and sobered by his attitudes, Jenny wondered what was wrong with liking books in the world they opened up to people with eager minds and a curiosity about everything. Mm. But he's in a library. Sure. So, Paul Cunningham, whom she met at the library, had oh, that kind of mind. I sense a triangle. And she found herself liking the exciting world of theater, huh. music, and books into which he led her, though she felt guilty about Joe. Suddenly, affairs at the library seemed to mirror the confusion in her heart. Sure. She made mistakes and was reprimanded by the supervisor. She quarreled with the reference librarian, and a valuable coin collection was stolen the night she forgot to put it in the safe. Wowzer. When she threatened to quit, Joe surprised her by admitting his own pig-headedness and pride in what she was doing. With renewed determination, she concentrated on the many details of her work. Clerical duties, cataloging, mending, sorting assisting where she was needed, volunteering where she might be useful. As a result, she won a deserved promotion. Jenny Williams grew up in her first year as a junior assistant with a greater understanding of her demands of her chosen career and a sure knowledge of her own heart. Well, I can tell you why it never checked out. Why is that? It's because it gives the whole story and the synopsis. I was going to say, you know everything. You know she gets the job and keeps it. I assume she ends up with Joe. Paul was just a little cul-de-sac in there. I don't know. Paul was that little flirt she had where it's like, oh, I guess maybe I can think for well, why, myself. I no, mean, I can't. Do you want to read it? Yeah, I, oh, I don't know. Do. I, okay. I, I think I might just, just the okay. Paul pages. I might skip to the Paul pages. It is written by Sarah A. T- <laughs> just the Paul pages. <laughs> Sarah A. Temkin and Lucy A. Hubble. I looked both of them up, can't find any more works for them. So I think they just were like, we got it. We got our book, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Not any of these other career... Maybe maybe their husbands were jealous of the inroads writing took on their time. Yeah, do you yeah think? right. Probably just, yeah, because yeah. books were too much of a scandal. Too much. It's opening her mind way up. Uh, it sounds like Sarah Temkin did work at a library, so she's writing from her own experience. Uh, I don't know about Lucy Hovell. Hmm, doesn't look like she was a librarian. So this was, I guess, a long-running, sort of loosely connected series of career romances for young moderns. I don't know. Maybe the modern part is that you don't have to read the whole book to Could get be. the story. You just yeah. have to open the cover. Yeah, that's true. It's a quick bite. It's like flash fiction. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you the the oh dedicated to Helen Scherf Taylor with deep appreciation for her understanding and encouragement when we first proposed writing this book, and to Sarah Radden who bore with us and gave us many valuable suggestions and criticisms. All right. Oh, here are our table of contents. Here are the chapter headings. See if any of these appeal to you. Career Unlimited. Opening the desk. Sounds exciting. A <laughs> There's a whole at, chapter. A whole chapter. Uh, a day at the shore. New interest. The play is the thing, in quotations. One never knows. All kinds of people. A dance and a dilemma. Thanks for a lovely evening. The end of the year. Bad leads to worse. So that's where right. things go. That's right. probably the Paul chapter. The new director and life goes on. Oh, blah, dee, oh, blah, da. All right. Chapter one. And I want you to listen objectively and just see what you think. 
Okay. Obje- I'm, I'm, obje- I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. The slim, dark-haired girl on her knees before the low picture book shelves was straightening out the jumbled pile of books that was a result of one determined small boy's search for Horton hatches an egg. Well, that's relatable. The yeah, that's that's very relatable, stuff. especially the board books. Working with experienced ease, she moved the books neatly to the shelves, pushed the bookends firmly into place, and stood up. Collecting the gaily decorated little Mexican chairs. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably safe. Uh, from around the room, she arranged them in front of the low shelves where they belonged. And that was that. She was through for the day. She stopped and surveyed the familiar room, the cheery yellow chintz draperies and gleaming copper bowls of philodendron, each centered neatly on the low windowsills. The same old round oak tables and sturdy chairs for the older children were still in use. Nothing had changed much in the dozen years since she'd proudly taken out a book of her very own card. She smiled, remembering how she had applied for a job, helping the little kids get books. When she was eight years old, Mrs. Swinnerton, interesting name, the children's librarian, hadn't laughed. Very seriously, she had said, it would be nice to have you work for us, Ginny, but you'll have to be old enough to get working papers first. When you're 14, the job will be yours. Very serious. Oh, look. We have a full job description. Okay, would you like to read the job description for the junior library assistant? Sure. Definition. Under direction, performs a variety of library tasks of average difficulty requiring the application of library techniques under the prescribed limits. Organizes assigned clerical and other library work and develops effective work methods in accordance with the regulations and procedures of the library. Boilerplate stuff here. (laughs) Charges and discharges. Books assists readers in finding books and in making the most effective use of library facilities. Shelves books and other materials. Performs clerical tasks, Uh including simple filing. Maintains records and files. Does related work as required. Uh Requirements. Number one. Formal education or other education or training showing attainment of the level represented by graduation from high school. Wow. Well, that was dry. Uh, what did you think of that opening? Were you pulled in by that opening? Um, I don't know. There's yeah. a there's a lot of lot of imagery. I think it's going to be somewhat of a feminine approach. I don't know how much it's going to focus on the actual tasks or her as much as. Yeah. All right, maybe, these expectations. Maybe we need to get in this book a little bit. What chapter appeals to you? Oh, Which bad leads to worse. You want bad leads bad to leads worse. Okay, to worse. So we're going to jump right to it. We're going to jump to chapter 11 and see how it goes. Bad leads to worse. The second week in January was the most difficult one Ginny had ever experienced. True, it had been satisfying to have the department heads present her with their year's statistics to be neatly totaled and typed with such compliments as, it's so nice to have someone to do this now. Well, that's not really a compliment, though. No. They're just saying, I don't want to do this. Yep. So Here you go. I guess she's taking it as a compliment. Or, your business training will certainly come in handy, Ginny. Also not really a compliment. And Mrs. Bender's crisp, you've been doing the monthly statistics all along, Virginia, so the yearly statistics won't be difficult for you, I'm sure. Now, these three are things she zeroed in on as compliments. Yeah, no, those are just backhanded compliments. They, it's like, I'm really glad you're here yeah. so that you can do all of the work. It's nice to have a grunt work here. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in a little bit. It's like when you really don't want to do something, so you tell someone, like, yeah. well, you, sh- you should do the dishes because you're so good at doing <laughs> right. them. Right, right. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive in a little bit more here. I see Joe in the pages here. That same Friday afternoon, as she was processing the new books to get them ready for circulation, Jenny's mind wandered to other things. Pasting in the book pockets and fitting the book jackets into their plastic covers was a mechanical motion for her by now. Working quickly and expertly, she inserted the transparent cover into the Gaylord cover board, fitting the jacket into place. Wow, that's still a thing. Yeah. That's still a company that does that. 
The thought of that had missed the New York, the New Year's Eve weekend party at Gail's grandmother's farm still hurt, and what hurt more was the knowledge that Corrine had been with Joe. Enter a vixen. What a miserable New Year's Eve it had been. If she hadn't told Paul that she was going to a party New Year's Eve, he might have asked her for a date. Now she'd never really know. How ironic. Two boyfriends. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so she's a player. Bad as meeting worse. Two two boyfriends, and she had to spend New Year's Eve at home with her family. That's the worst. (laughs) A situation like this would never have happened if she'd been working in an office. Well, As as opposed to a library? I mean, I think, anyway. You know, I, I can't say that I've ever had, like... Real melodramatic situations arise because I worked at the library. So you never lost out on juggling two boyfriends on New Year's Eve because you had a shift here? Not that I can say. We're closed on New Year's. It's never happened. That's that's true. Good (laughs) point. Why did they open New Year's Eve? That's crazy. Okay. Uh, Her Saturdays and evenings would have all been free, or if Mrs. Bender had been more reasonable... The way Gail had acted when she'd come over to tell Ginny about that weekend, she'd been her usual affectionate self, bemoaning the fact that Ginny had been unable to come with them, telling her all about the fun they'd had, but curiously reticent about Joe and Corinne. That could only mean one thing. Joe must have been very attentive to Corinne, or Gail would have been quick enough to say that Joe didn't enjoy himself without her. Much as she wanted to know more about how they had acted together, she couldn't bring herself to ask. I feel like I'm watching a 1950s version of The Bachelorette. Huh. Yeah, it could be. I'm just curious With about more books. The setup of this library really seems like they're taskmasters when it comes to making yeah, like, I mean, children you saw that. work holidays. Yeah, right. That job description was like Oh, it was serious. Yeah. It was serious. Um I I'm not I'm not liking this. No, I'm not either. I, I like mean this cover. The cover's funny. I think if you take the words off, mm-hmm. the cover would be a fun little, like, a greeting card. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And, and I figured out why they put the whole synopsis on the inside cover. Yeah. It's because they knew no one would ever get yeah. through all of this. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I just want to know if she ends up with... Oh, look, we have another job description. Senior library assistant. Oh, because we know she gets promoted to mm-hmm. senior library assistant. Right. That was in the how, how different are the qualifications? Let's find out. Or Sa- the definition. Salary, $1.25 to $1.85 per hour. Uh, 3700 to 5000 per year. Not too shabby. <laughs> yeah, not too shabby. Open to citizens, 12 months residence. These are, I feel like these are real civil service job descriptions. They just copy and paste it in here. Yeah. But you're going to hear it all. Under general supervision of a professional librarian does the more difficult, varied, non-professional tasks and assists in supervising library workers, organizes assigned clerical and other library work, and develops effective work methods, personally performs complex, non-professional, they really want to hammer that home sure. library tasks including sorting filing and correcting cards searching catalogs and verifying book order slips registers borrowers handles overdue and reserved books collects and records fines does simple reference work and descriptive cataloging when required makes trips with bookmobile does varied clerical tasks does related work as required what do you think i think the only difference is that you have to do very difficult non-professional tasks okay. which in my opinion i think is dealing with the difficult patrons yeah i think is what that means yeah so it looks like somebody just serendipitously left just as she needed a job and it looks like she's gonna just slot right into the, the pl- i mean there's no reason why we don't just read the end of this right no and there's only two pages after that which means that's that, that that that's the goal is just going okay. up to senior assistant all right, here we go. This is the this is the final thing with uh, with Joe and Ginny. We are gonna full out spoil this book. Spoilers! Spoilers! Maybe even more than the synopsis did. Yeah. Okay. 
do you know this this is joe asking and do you do you think you know how you want to settle that i think it's their whole situation here yes she said simply this time joe waited will he make her come right out and say it i think i know what i want now paul he asked in a flat tone but jenny sensed an undercurrent of emotion her hopes rose no paul doesn't mean a thing to me I knew that even before he asked me to wait for him. I guess it was always you I loved, but I needed time to make sure. I'm sorry if I hurt you, Joe. Wait, she hurt him? Wasn't he the one who was like, you gotta be my woman and not have... I think she means I'm sorry that I entertained other options that respect me. (laughs) Well, she's apologized. She's apologized for her humanity. Let's see if he's uh, gentlemanly enough to accept it. Ginny, he said, taking her chin in his hand and looking into the intent blue eyes, so troubled and honest would you understand if i said i'm glad you waited i was wrong to want to rush you into marriage i was the childish one not you if we'd gotten married then and later you'd found someone like paul our marriage wouldn't have been as good as i hope it will be now i've done some growing up too and i'll act differently we'll do the things together that you want joe Ginny admitted in a small voice i was awfully smug i'll change too if you want me to (laughs) if you want me to if you want me to this is kind of a grease situation here You've done enough, he said tenderly. All I wanted to know is that you love me. You do, don't you? Yes, Joe. Oh, yes, she said. He took her in his arms, and there wasn't a bit of doubt left then for either of them. I think we're supposed to assume they kissed. Yeah. I think that's too racy for 1962, (laughs) but I think there was a kiss there at the end. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that's a pass. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I was hooked at the cover, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think past the inside jacket, it, it... it left me it really yeah, disappointed. You know what? I think this is actually a Gaylord book cover on this book that specifically references a Gaylord book cover. Oh, kind of like an ad placement? Yeah, I guess so. Wow. That's really thorough of them. Oh, look. Look, look, look. It has a series sticker on it. This is like from us. We would have put career on there at some point. <laughs> so this was specifically designated a career book. So if you were a teen and you wanted to read a book about careers, that would be the one. Yeah, I think this one belongs in the past don't you think Mm -hmm. okay all right well we tried but the people of wellsville have made the correct choice i'm afraid in letting this one languish in the juvenile stacks yeah i like i said i was disappointed because there was a lot of focus on this joe yeah who didn't want to change her but did want to change her but didn't respect her yeah but then at the end he was like well no I, i i was wrong well it's funny because if you read the synopsis in full which we did to me, it seems very clear that Joe is the villain of this novel. But then they end up together. Yeah. And Paul, who shares all her interests, not a thing. She's, yeah, she's she not interested. She never wanted him. Also, can we talk about that lackluster proposal? Like, all of a sudden, it I was love like, it, if we could. it was yeah. like, we're getting married, right. and it's going to be so good. This time, it will be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he must have made some marriage overture early on, and she was not into it. That's that's what I glean. Yeah. Don't Otherwise, you think? it was just like a heavily implied right. marriage where he was like, "Well, yeah, we're we're, we're gonna get right. married. They're together yeah. and they're out of right. high school, so if if you know, you're gonna change when <laughs> I want you yeah. to, then yeah. we're gonna get married." Yeah. His proposal was like, "The wedding's in six months, so you better start changing, <laughs> sister." Well, I hope she and Joe. I mean, they probably did stay married. That's the thing. They probably mm-hmm. did stay married, and she was just unhappy for the next fifty years. Would right. be my guess. Yeah. Sorry, Jenny Williams. Well, thanks for going on this uh, deep dive into the stacks with me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I think your experience at the library is probably richer now that you've gone through this book. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything she was discussing job-wise was, mm-hmm. was spot on. Like, 
So this is kind of like that Midnight Library book where you find a magical library book that has like a sliding doors alternate life. So mm-hmm. we found this book. This could have been your life had mm-hmm. you been born in 1950. What, 1950. Yeah, mm-hmm. making a dollar twenty an hour and loving every minute of it. A dollar twenty-five. Don't be dramatic. <laughs> so yeah. So luckily you avoided this. You were born at the right time. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, so this is your last week at the library. Mm-hmm. Which is sad for all of us. Bittersweet. But we had a nice party out of it, so that's uh, we did. That's the way to go. And as Amanda said, delicious croissants. Yeah, delicious that's croissants. true. You're right. They were very good. Uh, are you going to try to score a sweet library job in college? I'm hoping. Okay. I mean, like I said, there were a hundred or so positions open. That's so many uh, at positions. the time of this recording so at the positions. library. Yeah. And now, if I don't get one, it's kind of embarrassing. It is coming yeah. into it with experience. Yeah. So, did any of the descriptions match the ones that we read in Jenny Williams' uh, you know, library assistant? They were a little bit less demeaning. Were they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, a little bit. Okay. More gender neutral. That's like for you. Yeah. You know, less so. You're going to be a secretary, okay. and you're going to like it. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. <laughs> and there were um, some. Respectable wages. Okay. So, do any of them say that you need your husband's consent to do the job? Not that I know Not of. Not there. But okay. I haven't really read too in depth That's yet. That's for the best. That's for the best. Well, good luck. I hope you uh, continue on in libraries and thank you. Tell us your your library stories going forward. Of course. Uh, no, well, I guess that's it. It's oh. the end of an era. Yeah. Is it sad? It is. Like I said, it's bittersweet because I miss being in the community, and yeah. there's so much that I'm attached to in this library. Yeah. Like. Um, even music on the lawn, mm-hmm. like just being here yeah. means a lot to me. Yeah. So it's it's going to be weird going somewhere that everything is new and nothing Certainly, is familiar. Yeah. So I still, I mean, I started as a as a not a Jenny Williams library assistant, but uh, just a, a, a student library clerk when I was a teenager, and I st- I still have a lot of fond nostalgia for that place. Like yeah. I think I think of it often. So yeah. I think I'm going to miss the ghost in the children's statue. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's going to miss you. Right. I think he really will. Yep. He'll knock a couple books yep. over on my way out. Yeah, so. probably. probably. Just, you can take him yeah. if you want. We'll okay. see. We'll see about it. We'll see how that works out. All right. Well, my thanks to Alexa Hill for being on this episode, but also for four years of working in the library. It's of been course. It's been fun having you. And best of luck to you in the future. And listeners, we'll see you all next time. Bye.